Coming up this week, hear all about my trip to Walt Disney World. Welcome to this week's episode of To the Mouse and Back. I want to mention two things that I'm very excited about right now. The first is that this is the 50th episode of To the Mouse and Back. That is crazy to me. And it's, I mean, it's definitely a milestone that I'm just really proud of. So I want to take a minute just to say a big thank you to everybody who has listened along from the very beginning, everyone who has joined as listeners along the way, people who have submitted their trips, and especially everyone who has come on the show. So this has been a really, really fun thing to do, and I have really enjoyed sharing it all with you. So thank you so much for you know supporting the show and listening along. The second thing that I am excited about is that today, Shanghai Disneyland reopened. After almost two months of every Disney park in the world being closed at the same time, it's pretty cool to know that one of them has reopened. So now we have to hope that they stay safe and they gradually work toward, you know, getting back to some level of normalcy over the next year or so, whatever. But, you know, it's still pretty exciting. Now, before I get to my trip report, I want to just quickly request, if you are enjoying the show, I would love for you to leave me a rating or a review on the Apple Podcasts app. Now, I know not everyone uses iPhones or Apple Podcasts, but I know by looking at my analytics that a lot of you do, and leaving a rating or a review is, it's just a great way to support the show and to help other people find it. So I would really appreciate it if you have a minute that you could do that. So this week, you get to hear about my Disney trip from February of this year. It was really fun as I was editing this, listening back to the details. It was also a little surreal because when we recorded this in mid-February, we had no idea what was on the horizon with COVID-19. But it was a good reminder that things were normal once and they'll get back to normal again someday. So I also want to mention if I sound at any point during the post-trip interview like I have a cough drop in my mouth, it is because I was coughing so much and I felt so awful when we recorded the post-trip. So I apologize in advance if you notice that anywhere. And I also want to mention, if you want to see pictures from our trip, you can head over to Instagram and search for Mouse and Back Pod. I posted a few pictures as we went, and then I've continued to post since we got back. All right, well, let's go ahead and get to the trip report. Hey, Mike, welcome to the show. Hey, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, you excited to finally get a chance to talk to me? Once again, yes. (laughs) (laughs) The only time we talk ever is in podcast form. Yes, once every year or so. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as I hopefully remembered to say in the intro to this show, um, Mike is my husband and we are going to be going on this trip together. And since like... 75 to like 85 percent of the reason I started a podcast was so I could talk about my own trips. I am going to turn the questions over to Mike this time so he can ask the questions and I can talk about the trip and he will of course fill in his thoughts as well because as I mentioned he does get to go on the trip too. Yes I get to go. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited. 
All right. So, Mike, kick it off. All right, Rachel. Well, I'm excited to be here. Um, excited for our trip coming up in a week. Yeah. So, I guess to get things started, tell us a little bit about your Disney history. Well, I went, you know, a couple times as a little kid, a couple times in high school and college, and then we went on our first trip as a family in spring of 2017. And then we went back again the next year as a couple, and then um, back uh, as a family again last December, so almost a year ago. And of course, in August of 2018, I started a Disney podcast. So that's a big part of my <laughs> Disney history. Very cool. Very mm -hmm. cool. Um, what would you say your planning style is? So I am definitely, um, when you look at kind of trying to balance between flexibility and structure, I'm more on the structure side. I mean, for our trip coming up, I went through and kind of made a like full day touring plan for every single day where I, you know, I use touringplans.com and I kind of plugged in what we want to do based on kind of the general area of the park that we want to hit and, tried to kind of map out, you know, what looked like a good day for us. Um, but I am fully willing to alter that and throw it away as needed. You know, the last thing I want to do is, you know, the kids notice something that they really want to do and you say like, nope, sorry, children, like that, that happiness will happen later. Right now we're doing things on mommy's time. And, you know, like <laughs> I, I know that I need to be flexible with them. And, you know, there may come a time that we just say this isn't working and let's go back to the hotel or, you know, let's switch and go to this other park because that's what you really want to be doing or whatever. You know, I want to, I want to have that flexibility. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you definitely do a ton of spreadsheets, you know, from everything from figuring out, you know, comparing resorts to comparing dining plan versus not dining plan to, you know, booking out our days and fast passes and where when we're going to be where. And yet at the same time, you're also, I, I from my perspective, at least you're also very flexible with rolling with the kids and just, you know, doing what they need. Yeah. Cool. So who else going on this trip? I know I get to go. You do get to go. And then, uh, so it's the two of us and our six-year-old Madison and our three-year-old Eleanor. Awesome. And how are we going to get there? We are driving this time. So our first trip we drove, our most recent trip we flew, but last year we bought a minivan and I want to try that sucker out and, you know, see how it goes on a you know, nine to 12 hour road trip, depending on how many stops we have to take. Um, I think it'll be, I think it'll kind of give us the flexibility we want when we get there too. Yeah, definitely. I'm excited for that too. I think it should make a big difference. Yeah. Um, what dates are we going to go? We are going Saturday, February 1st through Sunday, February 9th. So it's eight nights. Okay. And how did you pick those? What made what made those dates stick out to you? So I have decided that in general, I don't want to go to Disney World outside of like November through like March because it is hot basically every other month. So I really wanted to, you know, head down there sometime during those cooler months. And last time we went at Christmas, you know, it was the first week of December and it was so much fun, but uh, decided, you know, let's wait a little bit more than a year. And um, we also are six-year-old is in kindergarten and she is in year-round school which means that instead of having one long summer break she has four three-week breaks throughout the year so she will actually be out of school during that time so we wanted to find something that would work with her school break and not have to take her out of school very cool awesome 
And where are we going to be staying this time? We are going to be at Disney's Riviera Resort, which just opened about six weeks ago. So I'm excited about that. We will be in a one-bedroom villa. Awesome. So how did you choose Riviera? I know it's a brand new resort. Yeah, so we had been booked at the Contemporary, which is where we stayed when we were there a little over a year ago. And we loved the location of the Contemporary. And we were actually going to be in a deluxe room in the garden wing, which is still just kind of a regular room. It's not, you know, multiple bedrooms or anything, but it's just a little bit bigger because it's kind of set into a corner and just has a lot more space. But then they were clearly having a little bit of trouble selling those DVC rooms at Riviera. So they put out a promotion for 40% off if you had a Disney Visa card, which we do. So we switched over to Riviera in a one bedroom villa and we ended up saving about $500. So um, we're going to be right there on the Skyliner and have, you know, super quick access to Epcot and Hollywood Studios and have a lot more space. Um, So I think it'll be nice to have a door that we can shut at night between us and the kids. Yes. I'm really excited about this resort myself and and the layout of the room and everything, too. I think it's going to be really cool. Um, Cool. So once we get down there, we get into our resort, we're going to hit the park. Um, What are we going to do? What's the plan for the days we're there? What parks we're going to hit up? So we have seven days worth of tickets and the way that we're kind of allocating our time, we're going to spend three days at Magic Kingdom and we're going to spend two days at Epcot, one day at Hollywood Studios and one day at Animal Kingdom. Um, Magic Kingdom with our kids at the age that they are, I mean, there's just so much to do there and there's a lot that they're going to want to do more than once. So I wanted to make sure we had plenty of time there. And I know that a lot of Epcot is under construction, but with us being so close to Epcot there at Riviera, we wanted to spend two days there and they'll probably end up being partial days where we can just kind of go back to the resort and have a little bit of break after that. Cool. So let's go through the parks and talk about what sort of highlights we're looking forward to. With Hollywood Studios, is is there anything in particular that you're really excited about? Yeah, so we're hoping to be able to ride Rise of the Resistance, but... Right now, it's an 8 a.m. park opening. They may change it to 7 a.m. So for us to be able to have any hope of getting a boarding group, we're going to have to be there really early. And I just don't know if the kids are going to be up for that. So that's one of those kind of flexibility things that we're going to kind of wait and see how that works out. Mm -hmm. Um, We are going to build a droid, which I'm really excited about. Yes, I'm looking forward to that, too. We're actually we're going to build two. So um, each kid will get to kind of take the lead on that. So that'll be a lot of fun yeah definitely we have lunch at 50s prime time one day which is one of my favorite table service restaurants very cool i enjoyed that last time myself yeah cool anything else from hollywood studios um i am excited we're gonna ride slinky dog dash so you and madison rode it four times the last time we were there because we had early morning magic they are not offering early morning magic at hollywood studios right now um just with all the kind of craziness with galaxy's edge so we weren't able to do that but we do have a fast pass for it and we think fingers crossed knock on wood that eleanor should be tall enough now it looks like she's about like 38 and a half inches so as long as she's not slack she should be tall enough to ride that and seven doors mine train um and i've also never ridden slinky dog dash so i'm gonna give that one a ride for the first time so i'm excited for that very cool i'm excited for you too yeah all right why don't we move on then to animal kingdom what are the highlights we're looking forward to there So the last time we went, Madison was so excited to ride Expedition Everest. 
And the day that we were there, it was down all day. Yeah. Until like 10 minutes before we left the park, it reopened. And so she was not able to ride it. And she was so disappointed. So we do have fast passes this time. Madison, or Eleanor is not tall enough for it. So it'll just be you and Madison. But I'm excited for her to get to ride that because she has just been really excited for it. Yeah, I am too. And it's one that I've never ridden myself either. So I think it's going to be really fun for both of us. Yeah. Yep. Um, I know not a lot of people say this, but I'm excited for you to get to ride Navi River Journey. <laughs> yeah. Um, so last time we went, Eleanor is not tall enough for Flight of Passage and Madison is tall enough, but I was really worried that um, it might just be too much for her. You know, the way you're kind of like strapped into the seats or whatever like I just thought she might kind of freak out so we did not get fast passes for that for her so you rode Flight of Passage and the rest of us rode Navi River Journey and um, it sounds like you enjoyed Flight of Passage but it kind of maybe caused some motion sickness unhappiness a little bit yeah a little bit of motion sickness but honestly I mostly just came away from it feeling like it's way overhyped and that it's a decent ride but it didn't really stand out that much to me to be honest yeah and I really enjoyed Navi River Journey. Now, if I had had to wait in line for it for an hour and a half, I would not have it. I would have thought like this was not worth an hour and a half wait. But, you know, with the fast pass line, you know, you usually walk right on. So this time we all have fast passes for Navi River Journey. So I'm excited for us to get to ride that together as a family. Yeah, me too. And then I'm excited for lunch at Flame Tree Barbecue. We don't have any yes. sit-down restaurants there, but I love Flame Tree Barbecue. Yes, I loved it last time too, for sure. Yeah. So moving right along to Epcot, what are the highlights uh, that you're looking forward to at Epcot? Well, Mike, what is the highlight you are most looking forward to at Epcot? I am looking forward to, um, now I'm blanking on the spot, uh, Le Cellier. Oh, okay. That's not what I expected you to say. <laughs> What's the other restaurant you're most excited for at Epcot? Oh, Garden Grill. There we go. That's yes, what I expected. That should have been number one on my list. <laughs> yeah. So Garden Grill, I'm very excited to have breakfast there. Those cinnamon rolls, the Nutella to put on Mickey waffles, even the like salsa that they make fresh there to put on your eggs. It's amazing. Oh, it's so good. So good. Yeah. Yep. So I'm very excited about that. And you don't know it yet, but I bought you a t-shirt to wear that day when we go to Garden Grill. Nice. You told me you got a t-shirt, but you never gave me specifics. So I guess yes. I'll be surprised. <laughs> yes. Yep. Um, I, we will be there during Festival of the Arts, which we've been there during Flower and Garden and Festival of the Holidays, but we've never been there for Festival of the Arts. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. That should be really cool. Yep. Um, I do know that the Funnel Cake booth has a special Festival of the Arts uh, funnel cake, and it is a peanut butter and jelly funnel cake. And I love everything peanut butter and jelly. So I'm very excited to try that. Yeah, that seems like specially tailored just for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm excited for us to get to ride Spaceship Earth because it will probably be our last time to get to ride it in this incarnation because it's expected to close later this year for a pretty major refurbishment. Mm. Um, and then the last thing I'm most excited about is we have a date night in Epcot. Yes. 
I'm very excited about that too. Yeah, we are going to be hiring a babysitter from Kids Night Out, which is not owned by Disney, but it is the only babysitting service that Disney like endorses or whatever. Um, and all the babysitters are like background checked and everything. So um, yeah, we're going to have somebody come to the room one night and the girls are really excited because I told them that the babysitter would bring age appropriate toys. So they may be more excited about that than most of the rest of Disney World. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, they've talked about that more than almost anything else, I think. They have, yeah. Um, and then we will take an evening, and it's a night that Epcot has um, evening extra magic hours, and we'll hop on the Skyliner and just head over to Epcot for dinner at La Cellier and um, hit up, you know, some of the festival stuff and, you know, hopefully be able to like ride Soren one time because Eleanor is not tall enough for Soren. So we're not going to be able to ride that together during the day. We're going to have to ride or swap it with Madison. Mm-hmm. So it'll be cool to be able to ride that together. Yeah. And Soren is my favorite ride at Disney World out of everything that I've ridden, which I still haven't hit everything, but uh, I do love that ride a lot. Yeah. So Epcot should be fun. Even though there's a lot closed for construction, I think there's still going to be a lot of fun stuff. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, then last but certainly not least, the Magic Kingdom. What are our highlights there? So we do have a fireworks dessert party again, which I'm very excited about. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Yeah. And then um, we've got uh, dinner at Be Our Guest one night, which we had dinner there before um, our first trip in 2017. And this was before it went to a two credit um uh prefix you know menu so we have not been there since they brought the new menu in and um i'm just excited because you know the castle is really cool and don't tell the girls this yet but we got coordinating bell dresses for them so i think it's gonna be really cute and like letting them meet the beast which eleanor is alternately excited about and terrified about so i have no clue where that's gonna land when we're actually there for dinner (laughs) yeah yeah it's gonna be a dice roll yeah um we will get to watch the whole festival of fantasy parade for the first time ever awesome yeah because the girls have um they haven't seen it our most recent trip uh, we tried to go see it and Madison fell asleep. Well, was that our first trip? Mm. I, don't... I think it might have been our first trip, actually. Yeah. We tried to go see it and Madison had insisted that she didn't need a nap. And then she fell asleep in the stroller and slept through the entire, you know, we, we saw probably the last like 10 minutes of the parade there and she slept through the whole thing. And I mean, it's just hard because, you know, having that parade at like three o'clock when you have kids who need a nap, it's just really difficult to be there at that time because they're usually either still asleep or, you know, waking up from a nap and it's hard to get there. So Mm -hmm. um, we do now that Eleanor is, you know, three and a half, she doesn't take a nap every day. And most days we still have the ability to take a nap if we need it. But for this one day, we actually have the Tony's um, parade package where we will have lunch at Tony's Town Square restaurant at like 1145. And then if the kids need some downtime, we'll just kind of walk around in the stroller a little bit and give them a little bit of downtime. But then we will come back for our reserved seating for the parade. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and then just all of the many, many, many rides that I'm excited to get to ride with the kids. So it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. All right, and then is there there anything else outside of the parks that uh, is going to be a highlight we're looking forward to? 
you know, we do have several dining reservations outside of the park. So we're staying at Riviera. So we have the new character meal at Topolino's Terrace for one day um, for breakfast. And we're going to be doing dinner at um, Beaches and Cream for the first time, Mm -hmm. Um, Artist Point, 1900 Park Fair. And then we've got breakfast one day at Trattoria Al Forno. So, yeah, we've got some good character meals scheduled outside of the park. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. And then I think, are we still going to be meeting up with our friends that live in the area? Yeah, so the last day before we leave, we're planning to go to Disney Springs for a little bit instead of doing any park day. After we get all checked out, um, we will meet up with, there's a little girl who used to be in preschool with our daughter who they had to move to Florida. And um, we are going to go meet up with their family and we're going to eat at homecoming, which should be a lot of fun. And then um, give the kids some time to kind of play while we run around Disney Springs a little bit. Awesome. I'm looking forward to that just because Madison, you know, last time we went down, she got to meet up with the same friend of hers and they just had a blast. Uh, It was really fun to get to see them. Yeah. get to rekindle their friendship. Yep. Yeah. It'll be really cute, hopefully. So. All right. Anything else? I think that's pretty much it. We've got a lot of stuff packed in. Um, I suspect towards the end of the trip, we're going to be like, all right, we're ready to go home. But uh, but (laughs) we'll see. Yeah, it's going to be a long trip, but it should be a lot of fun, I think. Yeah. Cool. Well, I guess that uh, that about does it. I can pass the baton back to you to, to wrap this thing up. All right. Well, I am excited for us to go on our trip and then come back and talk about it. And hopefully this episode won't be quite as long as our last trip was. <laughs> yep. We'll see how much self-control I have. Cool. All right. We'll see you on the other side. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Hey, Mike, welcome back from our trip. Hey, Rachel. Yes, we're back. We are back. Are we at all rested yet? Still not rested, I wouldn't say. Still not rested. It does not help that we brought the flu back. No. That's the least fun souvenir ever. It's been quite a week. (laughs) (laughs) But it's all right. Um, Well, given what our track record has been for how long our episodes have gone, I say we stop dilly-dallying and we just get right to the good stuff. Enough dilly-dallying, I always say. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess let's start at the beginning. How did our trip, uh, how, how did the first day go? Uh, so arrival day was pretty smooth. We, you know, we drove in, uh, took about 12 hours, which was not fun, but it was fine. Um, we got to the hotel with no problem. We did get an Instacart order place, which was nice to just have some milk and yogurt and waffles and stuff like that to have in the room. You know, we had that full kitchen, so that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then we got to try the Skyliner for the first time. That was so cool. That was really fun. So what we decided to do was to head over to Art of Animation and eat at Landscape of Flavors, which is their food court. And the reason that I said out loud that I wanted to do that was because, you know, we'd eaten there before. We liked their food court, especially just going there once. You know, it gets a little repetitive, but, uh, you know, we really liked it. The actual reason is that they have a s'mores cookie there that I wanted to try and it was totally <laughs> worth the trip there. It was pretty good. But yeah. the the Skyliner though was really cool. The Skyliner was awesome. It and was the kids loved it. They did. I mean it's like a ride in itself. 
Oh, yeah. And it was, yeah, it was really, it was a really smooth trip there. Um, and then we just kind of walked around Art of Animation a little bit and then took the Skyliner back to the resort. That time we did have a little bit of a wait at the Caribbean Beach Station getting onto the Epcot line, which is the one that goes through Riviera. Um, but even though the line looked really long, it moved really consistently. And I think it only took about like five or seven minutes or something to get onto the Skyliner. Yeah, it was surpri- surprisingly fast. Yeah. Yep. So that yeah. was nice. So then back to the room, put the kids to bed and got up pretty early for the next day. Yeah, I think, yeah, really good first day. And I'm sure we'll have more to say about Riviera later, but I'm um, just kind of getting our bearings for the resort, which was very nice. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, definitely great first impressions as we got there and kind of got everything inside. Yeah, for sure. All right. So day two, we got up kind of early. Yeah. So... Day two was Magic Kingdom Day, and uh, that was a rough day. It was. <laughs> it was It was a little tough. So, you know, we had breakfast in the room, just like a quick, like, you know, yogurt, I think. Um, and we headed to the park. We were there for rope drop, which was nice. And I had this idea. We had a Peter Pan fast pass for 1.30 in the afternoon. And I knew that that meant that we wouldn't be able to get any other fast passes until we use that. And I hadn't been able to move it any earlier. So I said, let's go ride Peter Pan first thing. Let's get it out of the way. The problem was I didn't really orient us to the right where we kind of needed to be in the hub to get to Peter Pan. So by the time we got there, there was like a 25 minute wait for Peter Pan, which we just went ahead and waited. But it felt like the whole rest of the day, especially the morning, it felt like we were just chasing the lines everywhere we went. Yeah, it did. Just in terms of running into one thing after another, where it was like, oh man, you know, the, you know, the app shows that there's a short line here and then let's go over there. And by the time we get there, there's a long line. And that just happened over and over again. Yeah, it was really frustrating. Um, and then we eventually realized that we were kind of grumpy because we were hungry. So I said, why don't you guys go head over to our Buzz Lightyear Fast Pass and I'll get a cinnamon roll at Gaston's. Well, Gaston's also had a line out the door. And we actually ended up missing our Buzz Lightyear Fast Pass, but we did get a Gaston cinnamon roll. So, you know, like a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, it was an amazing cinnamon roll. Um, but then because you guys were already over at Buzz Lightyear, we went ahead and rode the People Mover, which I had not ridden in years, and you and the kids had never ridden, right? Yeah, as far as I know, I had never ridden it, and the kids certainly hadn't. Yeah, so they liked it overall, but I guess I had forgotten that there are parts of that ride that are completely pitch black. Yes. And the kids both freaked out a little bit. So we had to like turn on some flashlights on our phone just so they would chill a little bit. So that was a little rough. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they're quite ready for Space Mountain yet. Yeah. No, no, no. Not at all. Um, So then we hit up teacups. We had a fast pass for Enchanted Tales with Belle. And then we did lunch at Columbia Harbor House, which um, listeners to the podcast know is one of my favorite quick service locations. The problem was because of the way we, again, had just been chasing lines all day and we had an Enchanted Tales with Belle fast pass that we had to use between 11 and 12, we ended up not getting to Columbia Harbor House until like 1230. Mm-hmm. It was so busy. Yeah, we've never hit it at like peak times before. I had never seen it so busy. Yeah, it was insane. And we placed a mobile order, which, you know, helped that we didn't have to stand in that line. But 
we could not find a table anywhere. And of course, you know, I think we talked about it in our pre-trip. And if not, I know I've talked about it other places. Disney doesn't do a good job with like helping you find tables. And, you know, because you can't find a table, people go get a table while they're waiting for food. But then that makes it even harder to find a table because half of the tables people aren't even eating yet. It's just, it was awful. Yeah. We did eventually get our food and eventually found a table, but it was just, it was so busy. So that was just, that was just another like really frustrating part of the trip. And the kids got mac and cheese, but it wasn't craft mac and cheese. So they're all upset that it's the wrong kind of plain boring mac and cheese, which my children are, they are very special. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, but it was still a good lunch overall. Were you happy with what you got, Mike? Oh, yeah, I, I definitely was. I think if I if memory serves, because uh, spoilers, we went there again later in the week. But if memory serves, I got the like three course or like the three entrees where it's like shrimp and fish and chicken. And it uh -huh. was amazing. All three. So good. As much as it was, you know, busy and crazy and crowded, um, it did really seem to kind of turn around our day. Like everything seemed to get a lot better after we stopped and paused and had some downtime with lunch. I think that's a really good point. Yeah. That it just taking the time to eat like a good full meal instead of like, let's just snack here and there. It made my mood got, get better. And yeah, it just, it kind of just helped us to like recharge a little bit. So yeah, I totally agree that it helped. Yeah. So we hit up uh, the aerial ride and the Dumbo ride. And this day we had kind of a weird schedule because um, I think I was cramming a little too much into one day. So yeah. um, we <laughs> wanted to do the fireworks dessert party that night. It just ended up that night ended up being the best day for us to kind of have the kids out late and be able to have some flexibility the next morning. So we wanted to do that. It was also the only day that we could get reservations at Cinderella's Royal Table. So what we ended up doing is, you know, we kind of had our like, snacky breakfast sort of thing and then cinnamon roll and then the plan was to have an early lunch at like 11 at columbia harbor house but we ended up not doing it till 12 30 and then we had a 245 uh <laughs> dining reservation at cinderella's royal table for which, dinner for dinner with giant air quotes around it and of course on our way there you and i are like oh my goodness we're not even going to be hungry for this and then we get there and we're like oh my goodness we're starving oh yeah i don't know how i put that much food in my belly but yeah. uh, yeah. <laughs> um the food was actually surprisingly good. You know, um, there's all kinds of debates about if Cinderella's Royal Table is really worth the two dining credits. And, you know, we did it on our trip in 2017 and we skipped it this past time. So I really wanted to do it this time. And I was really impressed with how good the food was and we didn't feel rushed or anything. The service was really good. So I was really happy with that meal. I was too. Yeah, my food was very good. Um, all of the Meet and greets with all the princesses was, was very good. Um, yeah, I thought we got really good service at that meal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so after that, we hit up Winnie the Pooh, and then we went and did uh, Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. And when we stood up at the end of that, which I, I thought it, we had never done that before, I thought it was definitely very enjoyable, really funny. Um, mm -hmm. I stood up and I realized that uh, our three-year-old Eleanor had fallen asleep on my shoulder. <laughs> and um, I thought that me standing up and her falling over would have woken her up, but it did not. She had not taken a nap. At this point, it's like um, five o'clock or so. And she just, she just could not open her eyes. So oh, yeah. I picked her up and just, she fell right back asleep on me. And I basically carried her around for the next hour while she slept on me. 
And I felt so bad for you, too, because it's like you didn't want to wake her up, but you were like in physical pain carrying I, her around. I was like, I, I can't oh. feel my hands anymore. My arms hurt so bad. I didn't know my shoulders could hurt there. It was. Yeah. It, but, you know, she needed the sleep so badly. I knew that there was no way she was going to be able to hang through anything else if she didn't just get some sleep. So we rode Small World while she slept on me. But that was nice because I was able to kind of just like rest her in my lap. Um, mm-hmm. And then after that, we headed to the dessert party. Yes, that was awesome. What did you think of it? I loved it so much. Um, I am just a big proponent of the dessert parties because it's so nice to not have to spend time waiting for a good spot or sacrificing, you know, not spending the time, but then not having a good spot. Like for us, it's worth the cost. I think the desserts are great. You know, they're not just like the most amazing magical things in the world, but they're solid. Um, I will say that the um, t- a day before we went, they introduced alcohol to two of the three dessert parties. The Garden Plaza view, which is the one we did, does not have alcohol included, but the terrace mm. view and the after fireworks one now have alcohol. There have been some questions about that online, but there's not alcohol for the one we did, which was honestly fine with me. I don't drink a whole lot, um, so I was happy with sparkling cider. Yeah, that's interesting because I, I actually, you know, I don't follow this stuff as closely as you do. And, and that's that's one thing that I did actually find surprising is that I sort of expected there would be alcohol at the dessert party and there wasn't, which was fine. But I just had kind of been expecting that it might be there. So yeah, that's good to know. So Magic Kingdom up until Be Our Guest opened was a dry park. Mm-hmm. And then they started serving alcohol at Be Our Guest and people had fainting spells everywhere with, oh my goodness, they introduced <laughs> alcohol to Magic Kingdom. Meanwhile, people go to Epcot with like drink around the world shirts, trying to like just get as drunk as humanly possible, um, which don't get me wrong. I would love for Magic Kingdom not to turn into that. Um, oh, yeah. But it's really only been very recently and very gradually that alcohol has even kind of started to proliferate its way around. But the reason why I'm almost completely sure they don't have it at the garden view is because they are trying to keep it contained you can drink in this place but you can't take it and walk around with it you can drink in this restaurant you can drink in this area for the dessert party but it's not just like oh yeah take your drink and go walk it out to the plaza or whatever Um, so i think that's why they do it but the fireworks were amazing i am three for three at crying watching (laughs) happily ever after it's so good and like watching our children so earnestly waving to tinkerbell as she came down because eleanor did wake up for desserts she's my girl she's like i'm awake i got i got energy now um (laughs) so she ate the desserts and she actually stayed awake through the fireworks this time and they were both just like enthralled the whole time. So, I mean, being able to see it myself, but also being able to like see it through their eyes was just so fantastic. Yes, that was really cool. And and like you said, the show um, Happily Ever After is just so good. The way they did all the projections and stuff, it's just like, I, I feel like I enjoy the projections as much, if not more than the actual fireworks themselves, which is probably not, a, you know, outrageous thing to say. Yeah, for sure. That's probably the norm, but it's just... I think of it more of a projection show than a fireworks show. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, so then we um, we headed out with the masses out to the buses. Shockingly, didn't have to wait very long for a bus. Um, there were only a couple of other people in line for Riviera, and a bus came pretty quickly. So we hopped on the bus, headed back to the hotel, and went to bed. Yep. All right, so day three. Yeah, so day three was at Epcot, um, and this was also an an afternoon that we just kind of took the afternoon off. 
we have found that the third day of any trip tends to be the day that we all just kind of are done. We're, you know, the first day we're really excited. We're running on adrenaline. And the second day we still have a lot of adrenaline. You know, it's our first full day. And by the third day, everybody's just a little tired. So I deliberately didn't schedule anything after lunch. So um, for the morning, we headed to a 9.15 breakfast reservation at Trattoria Al Forno, which was really nice because we were able to hop on the Skyliner to Epcot, get off at the mm-hmm. International Gateway and just walk over to the, this restaurant at the boardwalk. Yes. And oh, I love, I love this place so much for breakfast. It's so good. So I find this place a little overrated. I think that's just because you don't like the breakfast calzone, which is amazing. <laughs> and whereas you love this place so much because of the one dish. <laughs> that's it. That's all it takes. <laughs> the service. So we've been there twice now and the service both times was kind of mad. Our service this time was better. The first, when we went on our last trip, the waiter like forgot my drink. He wrote my order down wrong. Like there were a lot of issues. This one was definitely better, but I don't know. It was still just it left a little to be desired. Um, the food is okay, but um, I don't know. I don't the the menu is just like a little strange, and even like their pancakes are weird. Like their pancakes, their pancakes are very weird. They taste. I actually ate some of Eleanor's, and they taste almost like cornbread. Yeah, they have a weird. And but it's but it's like all of their food is kind of like that. It's like it's like somebody saw a picture of a pancake and didn't actually read a recipe <laughs> and was like, let me whip some things up and make something that looks like that. Yeah. And like, even like their eggs taste a little weird. Like everything just tastes like slightly different from what I'm used to. Except the calzone, which Except, is amazing. And you love this breakfast calzone, which I'm glad that you got it again, because you would have been so disappointed if you got something else and it wasn't that good. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I, the the big draw to me is that you get to meet Flynn Rider and Prince Eric, who you can't meet if you're not at a Christmas party or a Halloween party. So, yeah, cool. Um, yeah, so that that was perfectly acceptable. Then we headed into Epcot. We had a fast pass for Frozen Ever After. We had talked about possibly meeting Anna and Elsa but by then the line was already because we didn't end up making it into the park until like 10 15 or so I think and the line was already over an hour we were like yeah we're not waiting that long so uh so we hopped on Frozen we did Figment which uh, I I I I don't I don't I don't know I don't know why that ride still exists I, I it only exists because of nostalgia the people who are will just like scream and cry when they take it away someday that's the only reason it still exists well, it's kind of funny because, you know, that the first time I rode it, I was like, what did I just ride? <laughs> and this time, which I think was my second time having ever ridden it, um, I enjoyed it a lot more. And I think that I, it's because I now have that nostalgia factor. And I don't have, you know, 20 years or whatever of nostalgia for. I just have, you know, hey, I've ridden this once before. But I enjoyed it a lot more this time. <laughs> yeah, I, I still, I, I posted something about it on Instagram. I said, this ride is for if you want to know what trying acid is like, but don't actually want to drop acid. So <laughs> anyway, it was fine. Um, I had forgotten until we got off the ride, but there are now two meet and greets in the exit of that ride. So there's Ralph and Vanellope, which had a really long line. And then Joy, who used to meet at Character Spot until they closed that for all the construction. She meets there without sadness, which is sad, um, which is ironic. But that had a super short wait. So while you took the kids around to kind of play, I went and stood in line over there. And it was like four minutes later that I was like, y'all need to get over here because we're almost in the front. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, that was cool. And I, th- I thought it was interesting. We didn't actually meet them this time, but Ralph and Vanellope, their meet and greet that they have set up there is definitely more elaborate than the temporary place that uh, we saw them last time. Yeah. Uh, where they have that like tunnel that they go down that, that you know, as the characters have to go back and, you know, um, uh, get ready and, and then come back uh, for more, for more meeting uh, uh, families and everything. They have this tunnel they go down that looks like the, the cord going into um, the internet or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that's in the second movie. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yep. Totally agree. Um, so we got some great pictures from that. Um, we did the Pixar short films thing. And then we headed back to the resort and mobile ordered lunch from there so that we yeah. could just be at the resort. And, and when they do the mobile orders there, it's actually packaged in like to go containers. So we just took it back up to our room and sat at the dining table in our room and had lunch up there. Yeah, it was pretty nice. Yeah. And the the quick service place is fine. Um, I I was not blown away by any meals that I had there. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Everything I would I would very much describe as mediocre, everything I had there. Yeah. And, you know, it might have been, you know, if we had it there and it was fresh, it might have been better. But, you know, even just, you know, picking choices for what we wanted to eat there. I mean, I think we ate there either two or three times and I was like, I can't eat there again. Yeah. Um, so that to me is honestly one of the biggest just downsides to the resort, I guess, is I really want a quick service place that I can eat, you know, four or five times if I want and not, you know, have a lot of good choices, not feel like I'm repeating things, not be super bored, not feel like, oh my goodness, this is kind of mediocre. So yeah, they can't all be Columbia Harbor House. I know, I know. <laughs> I would stay at that resort, though. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so then we forced the kids to be still for like an hour, which was amazing, even if they didn't actually want to do it. But um, mm-hmm. they kind of chilled, and then we had some time down at the pool. Yeah, that was nice. Um, I thought that the Riviera pool was very well done. Uh, it's very big, and it has you know the, the two different sections – uh, there's like the main pool um, where it's got like the kitty splash pad area and then also the main pool. Um, and then it's also got a secondary like quiet adult pool that we never even went and saw. Yeah. Um, yeah. The pool, the pool is very nice. Yep. And the kids loved it and there's a slide and um, our older daughter just went, wanted to go down that slide about 75 times. And our younger daughter, there's a couple of much smaller slides in the splash pad area. Um, she was having so much fun. And I should add that I think it was like 67 degrees or something. Like it was like, it was, if you were in the sun, it was tolerable. But if you weren't, it was cold. Yeah, and it was right on that edge of like, can we even be in the pool right now? Yes, yeah. yeah. And finally, after, I think it was like 40 minutes, I was going to tell Eleanor that it was time to be done. And her lips were blue. And she's like shaking. She's shivering so bad. And she's like, no, I want to keep playing. I'm like, you are going to get hypothermia <laughs> if I yeah. cannot take you upstairs. So they had a lot of fun. They loved it. Yes, they definitely did. And like you said, Madison with that slide, like once she found that slide, she literally just did nothing else. She just went down it over and over and over again for the entire time that we'd given her in the pool. Yes. Yeah. She had an absolute blast with that. Um, So yeah, so we got everybody dressed and then we had dinner at the quick service (laughs) in the hotel. So no wonder it got a little repetitive. Yeah, twice in one day. (laughs) Yeah, we ate there too much. Um, But yeah, yeah, so then we tried to get the kids to bed um, a little early because we had a very early morning the next day. Yes. Uh, so day four, that was our um, uh, 
or kind of split day, right? That's right. Yeah. So the morning was at Magic Kingdom and we had an eight o'clock be our guest breakfast reservation with a nine o'clock opening. We had, we ate be our guest for breakfast. Um, Was that on our last trip that we did that? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was. And um, that last time our reservation was for like 950. So it was, you know, kind of a mid morning and it was awful. It was pretty awful. We couldn't find a table. I mean, we literally had to wander around for like 10 or 15 minutes to just find an open table. We finally found one. It took an additional 25 minutes to get our food. So we're all starving at this point because, you know, it's like 1030 and we're we're like, we need our breakfast. And um, yeah, it and like the food was okay, but not anything amazing. So I was like, let's try an 8 a.m. pre-park opening breakfast and see if it's any better. Yes. And it it was a very different experience this time, I would say. It definitely was. And we did pre-order before we got there. So we were able to, they let all of the pre-order people come in first. And they did like this cute little like ceremony thing as they opened it. Like they had a bunch of the um, cast members, the doors were shut. They had a bunch of cast members outside and they, I don't even remember what they said, but they said a little thing and they opened it. And then all of the pre-order people got to walk in first while all the cast members clapped for us. I don't know. I felt like I was very accomplished (laughs) eating breakfast that morning, Um, but that was really cute. And the breakfast was fine. Um, I, I still maintain that if you are not on the dining plan, this place is highway robbery. It's shockingly expensive. Yeah, it's $29 per adult entree. And especially now, because before, when we booked this, you were able to, um, on the dining plan, you could, you could, um, there was no difference between children's meals and kids' meals for quick service. So we could get one adult entree for our children to split and just use one of their quick service credits. Well, now there's a difference between between children quick service meals and adult quick service meals and those credits. So we had to get them children's meals um, or, you know, use one of our credits. Um, and they didn't like what we got them, even though they were perfectly fine and the eggs were shaped differently. And again, they're just being picky and whiny and stuff. So um, it was definitely a better experience because, I mean, our food got there like seven minutes after we sat down. Oh, yeah. Um, so that was nice, at least, um, that it was just a quicker experience. But I still maintain that this place is hella overrated. I would agree, especially for the price. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't quite know why it's as popular as it is. I guess, you know, it's themed pretty well, but it's also, you know, it, it is themed well, but it, it also, it's, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but it's, it's very minimal. Like it's, you, you go sit down and it's like, yes, the room you're sitting in is themed, but then you eat and then you leave. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like there's a lot of stuff to walk through and do. Yeah. So, yeah. So we had our meal and, um, we did finish up at like eight forty five. And um, we were able to go out and get in line for Seven Dwarves Mine Train. So they did have an event that morning. They had an early morning magic. So there were people who were riding the ride. Um, if you are there on a day that they don't have an event, they will oftentimes just let you get on the ride at, you know, 845 or so. Sometimes they don't have it open, but a lot of times they do. But instead, for this time, they just had everybody queue up. And then um, they did still open it early. It was about 10 till that they said, okay, everybody can go through. Yeah. 
So that was nice. I don't ride, I did not want to ride this ride because um, I was really trying to avoid anything that was like significant motion that might trigger my vertigo issues, especially I've ridden this before. So I really didn't feel the need to ride it. So I waited with our six-year-old and um, you took our three-year-old because she'd never ridden it before. And what did she think of it? Um, She was definitely scared, (laughs) but she did like it. She, She said she wanted to ride it again after we finished. Yeah. Yep. And then um, in that time while you were writing it, the masses came in and I have a video posted to Instagram of that line just descending in and you could not pay me enough money to be that person who stands there and tries to keep those people contained to that ride. Oh, yeah. So then when you guys came out, they let um, they let you go through the fast pass line with Madison. Basically, it was kind of an unofficial rider swap um, that they had done because we had been there. So then you took Madison on the ride. So then she got to do it. Yeah. Yep. And she, of course, loves it. She's ridden it before. Um, she was really excited to ride it again. She was mostly just upset she didn't get to ride it immediately right after we finished the first time. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, so then we rode Ariel Astro Orbiter and then we went to the Haunted Mansion. We had a fast pass for that. Now, our six year old Madison is, um, she is kind of timid about some things. Mm-hmm. And I honestly had not planned to do Haunted Mansion because, I mean, it's it's designed to be a little bit scary. And I really wasn't sure what she would think of it. So we showed both her and Eleanor videos, like a ride through video. And they watched it and they both were like, yeah, we want to ride that. So we got a fast pass for it. And we went through it and we went through the stretching room and it definitely freaked both of them out a little bit, but they were okay. Um, so then, you know, you go through that and you get into the, into the queue to, you know, right before you get on the ride and we are literally like eight people from the front and the ride Mm -hmm. stops. Yeah. And we start seeing people like walk, you know, they're like walking all over and it's, it's like, I mean, how long were we standing there? I mean, it was probably, it was at least four or five minutes. Yeah. I I was going to say it was at least 10 minutes. Yeah, it was it was definitely not just like, oh, this is just paused because, you know, we have a guest who needs more time. Like it it was like stopped for a little while. And that gave Madison time to freak out. Yes, I think just the anticipation building up and the like not knowing what's going on and why are we not moving. She just started to freak herself out. Yes. Yeah. So she just like worked herself up into a very respectable panic. And (laughs) um, she changed her mind and was like, I didn't want I don't want to ride it. So I was like, okay, well, I'll take you off. Well, then Eleanor is going through a mommy phase. So she's like, no, I want to ride with mommy. So we kind of just had to make this like split second thing. So I just grabbed Eleanor and hopped on the ride with her and you grabbed Madison and bailed. Yeah. And it sounds like she, so I were on the ride and I texted you almost as soon as we got on the ride because, you know, we had used a fast pass for that and Madison didn't get to ride. And so I was telling you how they have these blue umbrellas kind of situated a couple of places throughout the park that are guest services. And I said, there's one not too far. Can you take Madison there and just explain to them what happened and mm-hmm. see if they can, you know, maybe give you guys an anytime fast pass or something so that she could ride something else. So you guys went to see them right yeah well in the meantime you know right right after we got off the ride she was crying and we just kind of sat right outside the exit for a little while and then she kind of calmed down and then she started saying that she was upset because she wanted to ride it and i was like well you know we 
can't write it again. We just got off and we don't have a fast pass anymore. And that is about the time that you started texting me and, um, you know, told me about the going to the guest services. So we walked over there and they were very understanding and almost immediately were like, oh yeah, we'll just give you another fast pass, um, for the two of you for Haunted Mansion. And that's what they did. We had to go there twice on our trip and, First of all, putting these people just throughout the park is one of the smartest things that Disney's ever done because, you know, they have guest relations just inside the entrance to the park. But if you have to walk all the way up there, by the time you get up there and wait in line, I mean, oftentimes you're just like, if you were pissed before, you're like super pissed now. Mm -hmm. So just cutting down the amount of time it takes to get you to somewhere that can help is great. And they are clearly told if somebody makes a reasonable request, grant it. Like they, so um, we'll talk later about another time we had to go there. But the fact that they're just like, of course, here's a fast pass. Like that is a completely reasonable request. It doesn't cost them anything. So I'm so happy that they have those people and that they are clearly committed to, like, if you come up here and you like politely explain your situation and explain what's going on, like we're going to do what we can to fix it. Yeah, for sure. And it's one of those things where it's like, I felt really self-conscious while I was there that I was like, are they going to think that I'm just some person who's trying to like grab an extra fast pass and get to ride this thing for a second time? But I'm sure that they can also see there that, you know, we haven't done this. We, you know, we haven't gone to customer service yet and we've, you know, we're on day four of our trip. So right. they probably have, you know, some way of flagging people who do this over and over and over again. Um, but yeah, the fact that they were so helpful, it was, it really made the day a lot better. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we got off Haunted Mansion and you were telling me that she wants to ride it now. So I took her on Haunted Mansion, but I was a little worried that that stretching room might just be too much. So you can actually skip that stretching room. If you say something to the cast member who is right there as you go into the room and just say, we want to skip this, they tell you to go to this back door within the stretching room, um, or not within the stretching room, it's the room right before you go into the stretching room. So they get everybody into the stretching room, um, they shut that door, then they come out to where you are, and they basically take you into the exit of the ride, and there's this hallway that ends up letting you just bypass the stretching room. So. So I thought that that would help her not be too on edge by the time we got there. So if you, I think that's the scariest part of the ride. So if you have kids who want to ride it, but are just freaked out by that, totally take advantage of that. It was no hassle at all for us to do it. So yeah, so then, so we rode that and then we had a fast pass. You and Madison had a fast pass for Big Thunder Mountain Railroad and Eleanor and I had a fast pass for Jungle Cruise. Yes. Um, yeah, so Big Thunder was great. Um, you know, Madison and I had ridden it before, and so she was really excited about riding it again. Uh, it was funny, though, because her favorite ride is Splash Mountain, and so, of course, we had to walk right past it, and she was really upset because it was shut down. Uh-huh. And this just kind of reminded her of how upset she had been. So she was definitely upset, but, of course, it was nice to at least pair it with her getting to ride another one of her favorite rides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's cool. Um, Jungle Cruise, on the other hand... The fast pass line stretched almost all the way to magic carpets. Um, we so were crazy. we were in line for about twenty five minutes just to get on to Jungle Cruise. They are giving out entirely too many fast passes for that ride because almost every time we walk past there, the fast pass line was all the way out. And I am hearing so many stories about people in the standby line who they just don't move because they're cycling so many fast pass people through the line and they're not.
not letting many standby people in. So that is a ride that honestly, until they get it worked out, I will avoid it entirely because I don't want to ride it with a fast pass that's going to have a 30 minute wait. And I don't want to ride it standby if there's going to be an hour and a half wait. Right. So, um, and because of that, we actually missed or we didn't have time to do our Pirates Fast Pass that I also had for us. Um, we were going to miss our lunch reservation if we did that. So mm-hmm. you and Madison hopped on Pirates when you finished up Big Thunder. And then while you were on it, I, Eleanor and I finally finished Jungle Cruise. I went over and just scanned our Fast Passes so that I could clear the Fast Pass off of our band. Yeah, that was smart. And then we headed to Tony's where we had the parade package lunch reserved. Right. So I thought that was fine. I hear a lot of mixed things about Tony's, but I maintain that people who go in expecting, you know, little Italy level meals are going to be disappointed. And people who go in expecting, I mean, Olive Garden, they'll be like, oh, yeah, this is perfectly fine. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I mean, based on your because I'd never been to Tony's before, and and based on what you had told me to expect, I, I was definitely expecting it to be just awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, which was a good expectation to have going into it because I would definitely describe it as mediocre. Yeah. Um, Olive Garden is a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, so the meal was fine. Um, if you're on the dining plan, doing the parade package does not cost any extra. It's still just one dining credit. So that was good. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so we had some time before the parade. So we did magic carpets. We walked through the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse. We did Magic. I did get a fast pass for Tinkerbell. Um, and it was right before the parade started. So I took the kids to go to Tinkerbell. And you went to one of my favorite places in the park uh, to Sleepy Hollow. Right. To get the, um, the, what is it? The Nutella waffle sandwich thing. Yeah. The fruit and Nutella waffle, which is so good. Yeah. So then you brought that to where we were waiting for the parade. So we finished up Tinkerbell. We were able to eat that as a little snack. Um, when you do the Tony's parade package, you get these tickets and you can go there um, where the flagpole is right there at the entrance to Magic Kingdom. So we were able to kind of sit and be able to see the parade as it was coming down Main Street towards us. So it was definitely a great spot to view the parade. Yeah, it was a really great spot to view the parade. I feel like I got some very good pictures and video Um both of the parade itself and just was able to get some really cool shots of the kids watching stuff coming down main street toward them, which was really cool. Yeah. Yep. That was really neat. Yeah. Um, so this was the kids first time seeing the parade. So that was definitely really good. So yeah, so we actually had a date night scheduled that night in Epcot. So as soon as the parade was done, we kind of, the nice, the really nice thing about being in that spot there in the flagpole is if you are planning to leave, you can really just kind of like slide in with the exiting traffic that's coming behind the parade and you end up being one of the first people out of the park after the parade. Yeah. Um, so we were able to hop right on the bus and head back to the resort with, again, with without much of a wait at all. Yeah, that was nice for sure. Yeah. So um, got back to the resort, had a little bit of downtime, and then we actually hired a babysitter from Kids Night Out, which is the only babysitting service that is Disney approved. Um, They are not employed by Disney, but they do have to go through the Disney, I think it's called the Traditions course, which is like a thing that all Disney cast members have to do to kind of learn some like basic stuff about Disney. So, So yeah, so we had hired a babysitter for that evening who showed up at our room at five o'clock on the dot. Mm-hmm. 
She was great. She was really yeah. nice. And the kids, you know, the kids liked her. So we took off and hopped on the Skyliner to Epcot. Yes. Um, yeah. And it was nice, you know, just being able to hit the park and just the two of us, not with the kids. Uh, and to, you know, take some time to explore the World Showcase, which the kids don't care about at all, was very cool. Now, I need to interrupt you because the first thing we did, which is the most important thing all night, is I got a Brie bread bowl uh, yes. at the Festival <laughs> of the Arts food booth um, in France, and it was fantastic. Yes, yeah, you were very, <laughs> very excited about that. Yeah. Um, we had dinner at Le Cellier and I really wanted to um, save a lot of my appetite for having some snacks at the food booths. So we um, split a meal instead of getting, you know, a, one meal each and using four dining credits. We just split one meal and used just the two dining credits since it is a signature meal. Right. But yeah, Le Cellier was great. I, I loved it. Um, I mostly ate, you know, we did split the meal, but I ate the vast majority of it because you were way more excited about hitting up the food booths. (laughs) Um, So I I had a pretty nice steak and um, uh, you had some of the appetizer and and a little bit of the steak. And uh, I think, did we split a dessert or did we skip dessert? We we split a dessert. We split a dessert. It was the maple creme brulee, I think. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So it was good. good. Yeah. So when we left that, we just kind of walked through the World Showcase a little bit, got some caramel corn in Germany, and then we hit up the Epcot Experience, which is a um, little kind of show sort of thing that's in the Odyssey Center, I think it's called. um, That's like a 12-minute repeating thing that just kind of shows what they're going to be doing with Epcot over the next several years. Yeah, that was really cool. Uh, And again, you know, really cool projection mapping. Um, but especially for me, because I don't follow Disney news the way that you do, especially like Disney park news. Um, so I learned a lot of stuff that's coming that I had no idea. I'd never even heard about a lot of these things that were coming to Epcot. Yeah. They have this sort of model that's in the center of the room that uses the projection mapping technology really well, um, to kind of see what some of the things are going to look like. So yeah, I thought it was really great and I think it's totally worth the time to stop in there. For sure. Yeah. Um, we had a fast pass for Spaceship Earth, which it took us forever to walk to the front of the park with all the construction. Yeah, to... there's so much construction making it like impossible to, to walk in a straight line from one place to another. Yeah, it's bananas. Um, so then we came back to see um, Epcot Forever, which was fine. And now you're skipping in another important part, which is I had my sushi donut. <laughs> That's right, the sushi donut. <laughs> yeah, we did make a special stop for the sushi donut. <laughs> But yes, then we did do uh, Epcot Forever, and I'm with you that it wasn't amazing, or even I wouldn't necessarily even call it great. It was fine. Maybe part of that is that we didn't really have especially good uh, seats, isn't the right word, but like, you know, we didn't have the best place in the world to view it from. But it seems like it was, I don't know, it seems like it was very hard to find a good vantage point for it. Yeah, to me, it's just, I mean, it it was there wasn't really like a super cohesive story um it was just kind of like hey like here's some creepy children singing and a walt quote and i throw some fireworks in there i guess i don't know like the kites were cool the like the you know the people on the um uh what are they called in the jet water skis. jet skis yeah 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 with the kites that was the coolest part by far. Oh, yeah, for sure. And and the kites kept kind of evolving. Like, they would be, like, pretty simple kites at first. And then the next time, it's like, oh, there's two of them. And the next time, it's like, look, there's four. And then one of the kites just bit it and, like, landed <laughs> in the water. So that was also kind of cool to see. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that was, I mean, it was fine. Uh, I think we spent some time after ranking all of the nighttime shows. And Happily Ever After on a scale from 1 to 10 is clearly an 11. And... <laughs> 
Epcot Forever to me is like, I don't know, it's like a five maybe because like watching fireworks is always better than not watching fireworks. Yeah, sure. That seems fair. Five seems fair. Um, so yeah, so then we kind of booked it pretty quickly to Soren, and we were able to pretty much walk right on that, which was nice. And um, especially since we did have fast passes for it later in the week, but Eleanor's not tall enough for it yet. So that was going to be our only chance to ride it together. The other times right. it's going to have to be a rider swap. Yeah. Um, and then we did Living with the Land, and then we headed home because we were exhausted. Yeah, it was late. We were tired. I mean, we walked a lot every day, but I actually was looking at the stats recently. We walked 11 miles this day. Yeah, that's crazy. I, know, I mean, both of us, our feet were just in so much pain. Yeah, yep. <laughs> All right. So yeah, we headed back home and got a good night's sleep. And then uh, tell me about day five. Yeah. So day five was Animal Kingdom. So um, we weren't super stressed about getting there like, you know, in time for rope drop or anything because we weren't trying to ride Flight of Passage because um, Eleanor's not tall enough. And I think it would freak Madison out and I can't do it for motion sickness. So um, we had fast passes for safaris and Navi River Journey. So we decided to take it a little easy. I think we got to the park around like 930 or so. Mm-hmm. Um, we headed over to safaris, which was great. We did get to see a baby zebra who it was her first day out on the, on the Savannah. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. Yeah. The kids loved that. Yeah. We did Navi river journey, which I had taken the kids on, on our last trip, but you hadn't done it yet. So what were your thoughts of Navi river journey? Yeah, I liked it. I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of cool. It feels kind of immersive. I still maintain that, you know, avatar as a world that i want to go experience like it doesn't have the same cachet at all as like toy story land or galaxy's edge in terms of it's not a property that i really feel any excitement or attachment to well especially considering they created it to compete with harry potter world oh yeah it's not at all yeah nothing yeah no comparison yeah but it was very well done and it does feel immersive and it does feel like you're like you know in the jungle on alien planet so well done at least yeah yep i agree with that and i mean you can't beat that animatronic at the end Oh, yeah. Yeah, that thing is amazing. Yeah. Um, so then we headed over to Pongu Pongu, which is just a little like um, snack kiosk quick service thing um, over near Satuli Canteen. And we got one of those um, cream cheese and pineapple things um, that I cannot remember the name of now, but I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, and then we also got a Night Blossom, which is like a little like frozen drink thing. And that really made me realize that those, especially when you're on the dining plan and you have your snack credits, those are a really good use of snack credits because on the whole, they tend to be, you know, five or six bucks and they're just so refreshing when it's hot mm-hmm. and guess what in february it was still hot yep yep <laughs> yeah so like we just kind of passed it around and we all had some sips a spoiler alert we almost all of us ended up with the flu so <laughs> clearly we shouldn't have shared as much food as we did um but you know it was still like it that was a good snack it was. So then after that, I had fast passes for you and Madison to ride Everest, which was the ride she was most looking forward to last trip. And she didn't get to ride it because it was down all day. Yeah. And then I had fast passes for me and Eleanor to meet Mickey and Minnie at Adventures Outpost. So how did Everest go? Everest was great. Um, Madison was very, very nervous leading up to it. Um, she kept asking me questions about it and are Yetis real and what's the <laughs> Yeti like? And there was another girl that she was in line uh, in line next to us and they were talking, you know, that she was about the same age. They were talking a little bit and um, it was very cute, but she was as nervous as she was. She was definitely also very excited about it and she loved it. Like Aww. the whole ride, she just, she loved it. <laughs> That's so cute. 
Yeah, and I meanwhile I, I I enjoyed the ride, but I got very queasy afterward. Mm, yeah, that backwards section, I just could not do that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I took Eleanor to meet Mickey and Minnie, and even having a fast pass, there was still probably like a twenty or twenty five minute wait. So that was a little frustrating. But when we got up to where it was about time to go in and meet, they they kind of closed the line behind us and said, you know, oh, Mickey and Minnie are going to have to check on some stuff. So we kind of barely made the cutoff before they had to whatever. Um, and I was like, oh, we're going to be rushed. They're going to be like, whatever, take some pictures, leave. This was one of the best meet and greets I have ever done. So Eleanor is obsessed with Mickey and Minnie. Like she loves Mickey and Minnie so much. And she walked right in. She had been a little timid around some of the characters before, but she walked right in. Both of them just immediately got down on her level. Mickey opened his arms and Eleanor walked right into his arms and just hugged him (laughs) for like 45 seconds. And then... He kind of like, like very gradually, as she started to pull away, Mickey shifted her over to Minnie. She walks right over to Minnie, hugs Minnie for like another minute. At this point, you know, I'm getting out our autograph things and Minnie's trying to sign her autograph around Eleanor and she can't. So Mickey comes over and kind of just like, like transitions Eleanor mid hug over to hugging him. I mean, seriously, for like two and a half straight minutes, she just hugged these characters and they were not remotely rushed. They were so sweet. They were just absolutely fantastic with her. They were so just so kind. And I, I'm just sitting here watching this, like tearing up because like, she's clearly so happy. We ended up getting, I counted, it was about 50, pictures from the um, photo pass photographer. And um, these pictures are just so great. He kind of like zoomed in on her face and you can just see, you know, how happy she is hugging Minnie. And it really kind of shows me why I really hate the um, pictures that is just like a box on the wall that takes the pictures because we never would have gotten pictures like that if there wasn't a photographer who was there just really actively getting all these great angles and everything. So it was, it was a great experience. Oh yeah. Cause I wasn't there and I kind of feel like I was because we have so many pictures of it. Yeah. Um, taken from, you know, the, the photographer, you know, clearly positioned himself in lots of different places to get these cool moments. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, yeah, very cool. Yep. So then we had lunch at Flame Tree Barbecue, which is another one of my favorite places. We mobile ordered again, and there's just a ton of seating there. So we were able to really easily find a table in one of kind of the back sections, which was nice. Yeah. And uh, at that point, we decided that even though there was a lot more we could do in Animal Kingdom, the kids were really tired enough and we were tired enough that we said, let's kind of call it an early day. So we did a meet and greet with um, Doug and Russell, which we um, Russell had to step away for some wilderness explorer business. And it was like right as we were getting to the front of the line. Too. Yes. We were like next. Yeah. yeah. So it was kind of strange. Like they all of a sudden, like Russell just like disappeared and they were like, hey, so Russell, uh, we'll be back at some point, but we don't know when. So you can still come take pictures with Doug. And we're like, all right, well, that's fine. Well, Doug takes the kids over to the lemur exhibit whatever like the to the lemur habitat right next to the meet and greet and they're over there just looking at lemurs and the photo pass photographers over there taking pictures of them looking at lemurs we're like this is great yeah (laughs) so we took a couple pictures with doug and right as we were wrapping up uh, russell came back so we got just like a couple super quick pictures with russell and then we got on a bus and headed back to the resort and had another pool afternoon yes another yeah another early day pool again very similar the kids 
did the exact same things I did the first time. Madison just did the slide over and over again. Eleanor did the slides on the splash pad over and over again. But unfortunately, this time, they did not want to leave when we told them it was time to leave the pool. No. And so if, so let's see, this was February 5th. If there's any chance that the afternoon of February 5th, you were at Riviera and you saw this crazy lady screaming at her children in front of everybody at Bar Riva and the pool, just like, I don't even remember what this lady was saying, but she was screaming very loudly at her children. It was not me. It was totally somebody else and (laughs) definitely not me. Um, No, it was, I mean, they were being awful. Like they just did not want to leave. We had dinner planned. So, you know, we needed time to get ready, but it was very frustrating. Yeah. It was for sure. One of the low points of our trip. Yeah. Yeah. But we eventually got them back up to the room, got them, you know, showered real quick to get chlorine out of their hair, got them dressed. And then we headed to Wilderness Lodge. We just took our car and had dinner at Artist Point. Yes, which uh, was a first for us. Yes, we hadn't done this, and I really wanted to kind of check it off our list. There's also a couple of characters who are not easy to meet. You know, being able to meet Dopey and Grumpy and the Evil Queen was was definitely something I thought would be pretty cool. Yeah, and it was cool. But I would say, what, what were your thoughts on the food at Artist Point? The food was okay. It was, you know, part of me wants to say that it's really more adventurous than I like, but I don't even know that adventurous is the right word for it. It was the, a lot of the food was just odd. I would completely agree. I'm I'm struggling, I'm struggling now to even remember what I ordered, but all I can remember is whatever, whatever food I had, it was fine. Um, I did have one uh, cocktail that was very good. I don't remember what it was called. <laughs> one that was very good. And in fact, it was so good, I ordered another one. I felt adventurous enough to, to order a second one, which was one of the worst cocktails I've ever had. Like, I couldn't <laughs> even, I, I drank about three sips and just stopped because I couldn't keep drinking it. It was the one that had like smoke in it. And it just felt like I was like taking sips of a fireplace. So just, I could not drink it. <laughs> and And a lot of the food itself, you know, it's all kind of the appetizers are, you know, they bring appetizers to the table and you kind of get like one small, it's almost like tapas appetizers. It's like these like small servings that everybody gets and same with the desserts. And I mean, it was all, it was fine, but it was just, the food was just weird. And um, yeah, I, that's not one that I will want to repeat anytime soon. Yeah, agreed. Um, So then we headed back to the resort and went to bed because that next day we again had an early morning yes this was the like very early day like i think earliest day of the trip yeah so this was our hollywood studios day we wanted to be able to get a boarding group for rise of the resistance so we got to the park um i think it was right around seven o'clock that we got into the parking lot we left our room at like six thirty-five, which i thought was yeah. impressive with two young kids that was very impressive i did not think we were gonna have make that happen Yeah, no, me neither. But we got through security pretty quickly because they now have literally like 50 security stations open. Um, So we got through security quickly. And then there was a long line to get through the top styles. But we made it into the park around 730. 
And we headed back to, um, if you go all the way down Hollywood Boulevard and you kind of get to the end where you can turn left to go to Galaxy's Edge or right to go to Toy Story, if you kind of loop back around like you're going back to Hollywood and Vine, there's a blue, another one of those blue guest services umbrellas. And a couple people had mentioned, go ahead and get in that line before the park opens. And that way, if you have any issues with getting a boarding pass, you're already at the people who can help you. Mm -hmm. So we went ahead and got in line there and um, somebody kind of came through saying like, but this was at like 745 and she was like, you know, does anybody need anything now? And most people were like, no, we're just here in case we need help later. So she gave everybody tips. What she said is to force quit the My Disney Experience app, get out of it, close the app, quit it Um, about five minutes till open it back up. So that will kind of let it refresh. It'll let it double check that like, hey, is everybody in the park? So it'll it'll see that everybody's there who needs to be in there, who's going to be part of your boarding group. And then she said at 7.59, this was for an eight o'clock opening, go into that section to um, join a boarding group and just kind of keep refreshing because sometimes it'll open right before eight o'clock. Sometimes it'll open right after. Um, so you and I were both in there. And um, we were able to get a boarding group right at eight o'clock. I think we got boarding group 39. Yeah, 39. So I was I was quite proud of that. Yeah, and I thought it was a, a really cool moment too, because, you know, it's just like all of a sudden, just all over, you know, you know, you, obviously there's a crowd of people standing around because everyone's looking at their phone doing this. And then you hear cheering over here and cheering over there. And these people are excited and those people are excited. It was a really cool experience, like as everyone got their boarding group. Yeah, yep, absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting because... I hear people all the time who are like, Disney just assigns these randomly because, you know, I was standing next to somebody else and we pushed the button at exactly the same time and I got boarding group 78 and they got boarding group 29. Guess what? You did not hit that button at exactly the same time. Fractions of a second matter in this Mm -hmm. Um, because... It's, you know, and I've also seen people who are like, oh, Wi-Fi is faster. Oh, cells faster. Oh, AT&T is faster, but Verizon is slower, whatever. Like, I'm telling you, yes, there's definitely going to be differences in speeds of things, but there's no consistent anything. Like, all of this is just kind of whatever time people hit that, that you know, cue of, of tens of thousands of people that forms, you know, in the app to get your boarding group. It all mm-hmm. happens so quickly that these fractions of a second matter a lot. Yep, for sure. Anyway, so we got our boarding group. We went to breakfast at Hollywood and Vine, which I had heard very mixed things. And I definitely left feeling like the characters were great. And we got to meet characters who we would have had to stand in line for otherwise, like Vampirina. But yeah. otherwise, I have no desire to repeat that meal again i don't know i thought the food was fine um as far as a buffet goes like the buffet at let's say chef mickey's is definitely better but i thought it was fine nah i enjoyed the food that i had uh, uh like i tried some oatmeal and it was mostly water and i tried some eggs and they had a weird consistency i don't know it was more like like a holiday in buffet than like mm. a disney buffet that we just paid like 55 dollars a person for or whatever yeah no i did have the the uh, custom omelet like from the omelet station and that was really good that was definitely the highlight of my breakfast so uh-huh. then maybe that's the difference yeah maybe so So anyway, so uh, we went and met Olaf, you and Madison Rose, Star Tours, and then um, 
we had a fast pass for Slinky Dog Dash, which um, <laughs> our three-year-old Eleanor calls Sneaky Dog Rash, and that is officially what I will be calling it for the rest of my life. Yes, it's so great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I had not ridden Slinky Dog Dash before, so I wanted to ride it um, so that I could, you know, say I had ridden it. And um, so we used our fast pass that we had. Um, and Eleanor was finally tall enough to ride it. She had not been tall enough last time, but she was like 38 and one quarter of an inch tall. So she was able to ride it. And mm-hmm. um, it made me feel a little bit like I was going to die in part of it, especially <laughs> there at the very end. Yes. That's the part that makes me feel really sick where there's like the, all the like short hills one after another. Yeah. Yeah. That part is... Yeah, that part's bad. The rest of the ride is fine as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, um, but Eleanor loved it. Madison loved it. So that was fun. Yeah. We went to Droid Depot in Galaxy's Edge. So we just kind of walked back um, walked back into Galaxy's Edge. And um, we had reservations to build droids. And that was that was fun. But I have to admit that I struggled with that a little bit. They give you these like things of like here are the pieces you need to get but a lot of the pieces look so similar Mm -hmm. that i was like i have no idea what we're supposed to get and even the like diagram was a little confusing there's like option one option two option three and i'm like are we supposed to get two of these or two of one of the like i was just really confused but there were multiple cast members around who as soon as i was like i what 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 are we doing the she came over and's like this piece won't work take it out you need one of these one of these get one of these of this color and then go over there i was like okay cool so that yeah. was nice so yeah so then we went over and assembled them and um we didn't want to lug them around all day so you ran the droids out to the car while i walked around with the kids for a little bit <laughs> yeah so i had to walk all the way back up to the car and all the way back i think that was like a one and a half mile walk right there (laughs) yeah and i knew we could have like sent them back to like sent them to the front of the park or sent them back to the room but um with these being like custom things that we had built and not knowing how late we were going to be staying in hollywood studios we were like you know what like let's just take them back to the car yeah it just seemed easier despite you know my complaining about the walk it wasn't that bad yeah yeah then then we knew that they were safe and we had to worry about carrying them around yeah and yeah Yep. So then we had lunch at 50s Primetime, which is one of my, um, it's one of my favorite table service. And I really liked our waitress this time. She was great. Yes. She was great. She was, she was the perfect balance of like into it and like into the like role and the, you know, whatever without being like overbearing and annoying about it. Like there was one point where a table in another section, they were singing happy birthday, I think. Yeah. And like towards the end of the song, cause they were they were being loud because it was like a whole group of people doing it. She leaned over these people in a table and stuck her head through a fake window that was between us and like that section that was singing. And she starts yelling at them and she's like, hey, I am trying to hear what's going on over here. And it was just like, it was <laughs> so funny. Yeah, she was great. And the food there is, I mean, every time we've gone there, it's, it's always really good. Uh, this time was no exception. Yeah, totally agree. Um, so while we were there, our boarding group was called for Rise of the Resistance. As soon as we were done, we went over to the Frozen sing-along that we had a fast pass for. And that's always a really cute show. So we went and watched that. The girls really liked that. Mm-hmm. And then um, Madison and I headed, or actually, 
So then we all headed to Galaxy's Edge. At this point, we were kind of towards the end of our boarding group. We had a two hour boarding group and we were getting towards the end of it. And Eleanor is not tall enough for Rise of the Resistance. So we needed to get a rider swap. So we all went in there and they gave you and Madison rider swaps to come back and ride it again. Right. So Madison and I rode Rise of the Resistance while you took Eleanor to do the Lightning McQueen Racing Academy, right? Yeah, which I had never, I knew nothing about. I never even heard of it. Uh, it was actually pretty cool. Um, the animatronic uh, Lightning McQueen has done really well. And he can like spin 360 degrees. And the way the stage is done where he's a little bit higher, higher up than everyone else, like it actually looks like he's driving towards you or away from you. It's, it's pretty well done. Nice. And I mean, they made that to be a people eater to be able to, you know, take in huge crowds of people. Yeah. And I've heard that they, you know, really kind of went above and beyond to make it a really fun experience. Yeah, it is. It's pretty cool. Nice. So we loved Rise of, Rise of the Resistance. You guys know I'm keeping this a spoiler-free show, so I won't say anything about the ride itself. I The one thing I will say is that I'd heard so many people who were like, oh my goodness, this is the most amazing experience in all of, you know, theme park attractions ever, and it'll change your life, and it's so fantastically amazing. I did not come away feeling that way. Um, I thought it was perfectly fun, but um, I don't know, like, I was just like a tiny little bit disappointed just because my expectations were so high. Yeah, I think maybe, yeah, I think that might be the problem because my expectations were not that high because I don't follow this stuff as closely as you do and so I didn't have the same expectations. And I came away from it feeling like, oh man, that was amazing. It was the most immersive thing I've ever experienced and unlike anything at, at anything park ever. Yeah. So anyway, it was still great. And I still highly recommend, you know, it looks like for the considerable future, you know, you're going to have to be able to be there early to, you know, get a boarding group or whatever. And I think it's still worth that because it is a great attraction no matter what. But just, you know, keep your expectations manageable and then hopefully you'll come away from it completely blown away. Mm hmm. Agree. So then we switched. You and Madison rode Rise of the Resistance. I took Eleanor to go meet Jesse in Toy Story Land. Mm -hmm. So the one thing I'll say about when I took Madison to ride it, because of course we already talked a little bit about the ride itself, is that it was really cute how excited she was to show me the ride. Oh. Because she, <laughs> we had both told her like, don't tell daddy what's coming up. But of course she kept telling me things like, oh, something cool's about to happen. Or this is kind of scary. Or <laughs> like, this is going to happen. Um, but throughout the whole ride, and I just mostly I just hope that she wasn't annoying people around us. <laughs> but she was so excited; it was really fun to get to ride it with her. And I think especially because she had just ridden it with you, um, it was kind of cool. That's really cute. Yeah. So when we went to Disney in 2018, we did early morning magic in Toy Story Land, and Eleanor was not tall enough to ride Slinky Dog Dash at the time. And don't you mean Sneaky Dog Rash? <laughs> Sneaky Dog Rash, and. When we were, when you and Madison were writing it for the fourth time, um, Eleanor and I happened to be near the fast pass line and, um, the person was like, you know, oh, is she, you know, is she not tall enough? I was like, no, she's not tall enough yet. And he gave me this little card that said complimentary return pass. And he was like, bring this back when she's tall enough and it'll be a fast pass that you guys can use. I was like, oh, that's cool. And I'm thinking, I, I will never know where this is the next time <laughs> we come back to Disney World. Well, luckily... I'm a hoarder and we just stuck it in the backpack that we use as our park bag. And it just so happens that as I was packing for this trip and going to use the same backpack as our park bag, I found that pass. So 
we brought it with us this time. So even though we got to write it in the morning using our regular fast pass, we went back in the afternoon, gave them that pass, and um, we were able to write it again. Now, I did not want to write it again. So we writer swapped it that time. And um, I took uh, I took the kids to kind of alternate to go meet Woody and Bo Peep and then Buzz while you took the kids. So you had to ride Sneaky Dog Rash three times. Yes, mm-hmm. which is which I enjoy the ride. The, like I said before, the only thing I don't enjoy about it is that that part of the very end always makes me feel kind of sick to my stomach. Yeah. Um. So anytime I have to ride it repeatedly, uh, it's it's a bit much. Yeah. So then as we were at that point, we were kind of ready to leave. And as you're heading towards the front of the park from Toy Story Land, um, there's a place off to your right, which is where the the Toy Story Mania entrance used to be kind of down a little like brick sort of corridor. And I don't remember what that's called. I think it's called like Pixar Plaza or something. We walked down there and I remembered as I am very food oriented, that they had a place there that had these like um, Jack Jack's num num cookies or something. And they're basically like these like big, really thick, really soft chocolate chip cookies. So we got one of those and a frozen slushy thing that was really good. So we had another snack that we all shared and, you know, shared some germs around (laughs) and stuff. Right. Hindsight is 2020. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then we met Edna Mode, which was really cool. Of course, I looked at the pictures later and um, my hair was like really crazy because it was just so humid and I forgot to take my sunglasses off. So I look a little bit like a meth addict, but pictures were still really cute and it was a good meet and greet and we only waited in line for like four minutes yeah that was yeah it was really short yeah so then we headed back to the car and um drove back now eleanor fell asleep about 45 seconds after we put her in her car seat hilariously fast yeah yeah she like literally we had like barely gotten out of like the our like row of the parking lot like nowhere near the actual exit of the parking lot and um, I could tell by her breathing. I was like, she's asleep. Um, so I dropped you and Madison off at the hotel and I just could not eat that quick service again. So I took a sleeping Eleanor and we got um, Chick-fil-A. Yeah. So, so yeah, so that was our day six. Yep. And it was nice to get back to the room, went to sleep a little early that night since we've been up so early and had a long day. Um, I think you must have blocked it from your memory. That bedtime was awful because we let Eleanor sleep for an hour That's in the car. That's right. That was one of the worst nights. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, she had slept for like an hour in the car, and so she did not want to fall asleep. And it was, was it like 9.30 or 10 o'clock or something that we finally just like went in our room and shut the door, and she was out there who for who knows how long awake? Yeah, it was awful. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so the next morning um, we went to Epcot again. Yes, and got our delicious breakfast. Yes, so this was our pre-park opening reservation at Garden Grill. So good. So we drove to Epcot again, got there early, headed into Garden Grill. Garden Grill was, again, fantastic. Characters, amazing. Food, so good. Service was great. Yeah, so that was another great breakfast that we had. Yeah, I always love Garden Grill. It's consistently one of the best meals of our trip. Mm Mm-hmm. So as soon as we finished that up, we went downstairs. I took Madison on Soren, and you took Eleanor on Living with the Land. Mm-hmm. It was a little disappointing because the last time we went, both of those rides were open by like 8.40. And we were able to ride Soren twice, and it was still only like 9.05 because um, I rode it. You know, you rode it with Madison, then I rode it with Madison. Um, but this time, Soren didn't open until about five to nine, which we still beat the rope drop 
crowds to Soren, um, but we had been hoping to ride Soren and then still beat the rope drop crowds back to Anna and Elsa. What's funny too is not only did Living with the Land not open up early like that, it didn't even open until like nine oh three, and I'm pretty sure that they had a big group of people that were operating that operating that ride that were new to it, because I actually heard starting at like eight fifty five, um, someone like giving them a big spiel and like telling them about all these different you know like and overhear all the things she was telling them and it definitely sounded like an almost like an orientation like here's you know what to do on this ride and how to run this ride. Huh? Yeah, yeah. that's weird. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so we got to ride both of those and we, again, we had hoped to get back to Anna and Elsa meet and greet before the lines got too long. But by the time we got back there, the line was actually all the way out past kind of the entrance to it. And it was showing that it was at least 60 minutes. And you ended up chatting with one of the cast members there who said, I think it was around 11 o'clock that the wait time usually dropped. Yeah, she said, try coming back around 11 because the wait time is usually a lot better right about then. Yeah, so we abandoned that. We did get to meet Minnie Mouse, who is in the gazebo there, kind of at the entrance to World Showcase. We headed up to a fast pass for Spaceship Earth. We rode Nemo and Friends. And by around this time, it was getting close to 11 o'clock. So we were like, all right, well, let's go see if this person's right. And we went back to the meet and greet and it was down to like 25 or 30 minutes. Yeah. And then it didn't even take anywhere near that long. It was yeah. actually like 15 minutes, maybe. Yes. Yeah. And and this is after it had consistently been anywhere from like 50 to 70 minutes all morning. So mm-hmm. that is a great tip that, especially for things like that, where there's no fast pass, going up and just asking the cast member, you know, like, what what they kind of expect with wait times obviously they're never going to guarantee you anything but um it's always worth asking them then after that you and madison had a fast pass for soren and eleanor and i had a fast pass for frozen so um we split up again for those and then we met up for lunch at the yorkshire fish and chips place in england mm-hmm I had assumed that the kids would not enjoy fish and chips. So while you all were at Soren, I said, hey, can you swing by Sunshine Seasons and pick up some peanut butter and jelly uncrustable things for the kids? Right. <laughs> yep. And they had little kind of like prepackaged kids lunches with like applesauce, carrots, a drink and peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. So I got two of those. Yeah. Yeah. So then the kids ate those. We had fish and chips, which was great. We did a couple of meet and greets. Um, after that, uh, we did Winnie the Pooh and Mary Poppins, both of which are back in the back part of the UK pavilion. And then we did one of the most important stops. We went to the funnel cake kiosk outside of the American pavilion, and I got a Festival of the Arts offering, which is a peanut butter and jelly funnel cake, and it was amazing. I thought it was fine. Yeah, you were wrong. It was amazing. (laughs) Um, I shared it with the girls. It's very, very shareable. Um, But yeah, but that was a good snack. And then we headed back to the resort for a little bit of a rest. Yes. And we did have a DVC tour that afternoon with one of the, you know, DVC people there. So we did get a Disney gift card and some fast passes just for doing a tour. I, as a result of having this podcast and being a well-rounded Disney nerd, I am very familiar with DVC. 
I had done math before and the math that I had done, I had a spreadsheet and everything. It showed that after like 12 or 14 years, it still had not paid for itself, meaning that we had not broken even yet buying into DVC versus, you know, just coming and staying like normal. But, you know, I was like, let's do the incentives. Plus this will let us see the other room types. So as the guy kind of starts to go into his spiel, I basically was like, let me cut you off real quick. Let me just tell you that we don't need DVC 101. You can go ahead and jump to DVC 201 because, (laughs) you know, we already know some stuff. And he's like, tell me what you know. And I was like, you know, I start going through the, you know, seven months, any resort, 11 months, home resort, you know, talking about points and all this stuff. And he was like, okay, cool. I'm just, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit. Um, (laughs) So if you do a DVC tour, I think it's always good. If you have some level of familiarity, go ahead and kind of lay your cards on the table for where you are, because there's no reason for them to go through a spiel that you already know. Right. But it was really nice to see all of the other room types. We got to see their tower studios, which are these very small, very low point rooms, all the way up through a three-bedroom grand villa. So it was really great to be able to do all of those. Um, We had agreed before we went in that we were not going to buy DVC. But if you've listened to a couple of episodes before this and heard the intro, you already know that we did eventually decide to buy a DVC contract. So... (laughs) It was really good once we got all of the information and we were able to really kind of look at the costs, including some of the benefits like discounted annual passes or not discounted, but the ability to purchase a gold pass, which you cannot purchase unless you're a DVC member or a Florida resident. So, right. And and just to be clear, we had agreed not to buy it then. Right. Not that we were like, oh, this is something we're definitely never going to do because your previous spreadsheet had shown. We were just like, we definitely are not buying it during the trip while we're here. You know, in this room. Yes. Yep. We said yeah. we are not going to walk out of that room having signed anything. We're going to go home and talk about it. Um, yeah. But yeah. So after our DVC tour, we headed to Beaches and Cream, which again was nice because we were able to just take the Skyliner. Um, Beaches and Cream was fine. I wasn't just blown away by it, but the the ice cream was far and away the highlight. Yeah, I I really liked my meal. Uh, and the ice cream was very good. The kids though were being kind of monsters for this for this dinner, which I think made the whole experience a little bit worse. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) One thing I want to mention is that earlier in the day on this day, my travel agent had texted me and said, hey, did you get the gift bag? And I was like, what are you talking about? And she said, so I left a gift bag with the front desk that they were supposed to deliver to your room. And you hadn't mentioned it. So I was just wondering if you got it. And I was like, we did not. So I went to the front desk and um, you know, I said, we we're supposed to have a gift bag. So the um, woman's really helpful. She checks her records and she's like, so we see that there was a Star Wars gift bag that we left in your room on the first day. And I was like, we don't have that. And she very politely said, well, we do have a picture of it in the room. And I said, is there any chance you could go find that picture and show me where it is? Because I mean, maybe we like threw a blanket over it. I don't know. So and she goes to check. In the meantime, I'm texting Mike. I'm like, have you seen a Star Wars bag? Can you ask the kids if they've seen a Star Wars bag? Nobody's seen it. So the woman comes back out about three or four minutes later. And she's like, so we figured out what happened. Um, We do have a picture of the gift bag in your room. We did deliver it the day you got here before you were here. And the picture very clearly shows it sitting on top of a housekeeping cart. (laughs) And from that point, they completely lost track of it. And this is day seven of our trip. So this was six days before that. They have no idea where it is. No idea at all. So she said, we are going to put together a gift bag for you um, to make up for this. So she said, what what does your family like? And I said, you know, well, 
I've got two girls. They love princesses. They love Mickey and Minnie. You know, like they just they love Disney. Um, I said my husband really likes Star Wars, and she said, "What do you like?" I said, "You know, I I I don't know. I like Disney. You know, I just I, there's not anything specific. I just like Disney." So she said, "We're going to get something to you today." So you know, we go to the DVC tour. We go to Beaches and Cream. We come back, and in our room. In the corner is a like a reusable Disney tote thing with um, a bunch of balloons tied to it. And we go open it. It was bananas. It was so crazy. <laughs> we had two full-size backpacks for the girls. They're these like pastel furry backpacks with like mini ears and mini a bow, bow on the yeah. very top. If you go to my Instagram page, you can see a picture. You can see pictures of them. Um, within the backpacks are these like light up Elsa toys that the girls had seen in the parks earlier that day and that we had said, no, you already spent all your spending money. We're not going to buy those. Mm-hmm. They had princess hair bows, princess socks, and all of these are labeled with like Princess Eleanor, Princess Madison. Mike had a new Star Wars mug and a new Star Wars baseball cap. And I got a Minnie Mouse mug and 2020 Minnie Mouse ears that were right. so cute. It was Insane. And then they had this like personalized note in there about, um, you know, we're so sorry about the amenity that we lost, but we hope that this, you know, will bring some magic to you all. Like it was absolutely fantastic. They completely blew us away. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that was a great way to end the day. The next day was our last full day in the park and um, it was a Magic Kingdom day. But before we headed to Magic Kingdom, we had breakfast at Topolino's Terrace, which is on the 10th floor of the Riviera Resort. And Mike, how did you feel about this meal? It was incredible. Totally agree. Right up there with some of the best meals we've had anywhere on property, uh, both both in terms of the food and just the, the service we got and the characters. Um, everything was great. I loved how much the characters interacted with us and with the kids and also with each other. Mm -hmm. In some of the other character meals, it's it's almost like they actually have a rule that they can't be together at one time. Like there was actually a point where when we were at Garden Grill, not this trip, but the previous trip, um, Madison was taking a picture with Pluto and Mickey started to kind of walk behind. And I was like, oh, could we get a quick picture with the two of you? And Mickey is like waving and like shaking his head like, no, 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 no. And like walks the other way. I'm like, really? And whereas at this one, like we would be taking a picture, the girls were taking a picture with Donald and Minnie comes up behind him and puts bunny ears on him yeah it was great yeah like they're so playful with each other and i mean it was absolutely fantastic the food was great the theming was amazing the butter knives are shaped like um paint brushes yeah i mean it was so good the food was so great they bring you little like pastries at the beginning that were so good um and the view from the restaurant and going out on the terrace is amazing you can see so far Mm mm-hmm Yeah. So that is one that even if we're not staying at Riviera, I would go out of my way to go there again, especially with it being on the Skyliner. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to get to if you're staying at any of the Boardwalk Resorts or at Pop Century or Art of Animation or Caribbean Beach. I think it's totally worth a visit. For sure. 
A lot of what we did uh, at Magic Kingdom that day was kind of repeats of previous things. Teacups, um, Winnie the Pooh, we rode Ariel. Um, we used a fast pass on Tomorrowland Speedway. Um, we had lunch at Columbia Harbor House again, like Mike mentioned. This time we got there at like 11.15 or 11.30 and it was so much better. Night and day, yeah. So much calmer. It was so much easier to find a table. The um, food was ready so much faster. It was so great. Absolutely. We um, headed over to Tom Sawyer Island, which I had never done before. And I know that you and the kids hadn't either. So we took mm-hmm. a little raft boat thing over there and just explored for a little bit. Um, definitely enjoyed that. Madison, actually, um, we were doing a survey earlier where I was kind of asking her her opinion about each of the individual attractions. And she gave that, she gave Tom Sawyer Island the same rating that she gave Seven Dwarves Mine Train, that it was the, her oh, favorite. Cool. That's yeah. awesome. She did seem like she was having a lot of fun. She really did. And, you know, it's neat because you can really kind of explore and like, ooh, I don't know what's this way. Let me turn this way. Um, but you're not going to get lost because, you know, you're on an island. So um, mm-hmm. so that was nice. So when we were done, we went to Sunshine Tree Terrace, which I hadn't been to before. Um, but I thought that that would be a good place to just kind of get, you know, a good little refreshing frozen snack. Um, I got an I Lava You float, which is uh, one of their kind of special things right now, which was really good. The girls... Got some ice cream. You got a citrus swirl, I think. Mm-hmm. And that was good. Like you said, very refreshing because it was it was definitely hot. And um, yeah, that was really nice. Yeah. Yep. We were able to meet Ariel as a mermaid, which the kids liked. We rode Barnstormer. Um, we went to go meet Cinderella and Elena and then Rapunzel and Tiana. And we realized that when we met Cinderella and Elena, we had been planning to use the extra fast passes that we got from our DVC tour, but it actually used the fast pass that we had gotten um, when Seven Dwarves Mine Train was down earlier in the day. So we now did not have a fast pass for Seven Dwarves Mine Train, even though we were planning to ride it later. Right. So this was another case where we went and used the blue um, guest services umbrella. And, you know, I walked up, I just kind of explained what happened. He just, you know, immediately was like, oh, it used your Seven Dwarves Fast Pass, didn't it? I was like, yep. And he looked at the system. He was able to figure out what was wrong. Apparently, the DVC Fast Passes that they give you, they will, a lot of them will tell you the only thing you can't use it on is Seven Dwarves and Peter Pan, which is true for most of the Anytime Fast Passes. But for some reason, the DVC Fast Passes also do not include any of the character meet and greets that you can use Fast Passes on. But he just immediately just gave all four of us an Anytime Fast Pass for Seven Dwarves. And he said, I didn't even use one of your DVC ones. I just gave you a bonus one. So please go enjoy. Like, it was so nice. He just immediately took care of it again, because it was a very reasonable request. And I was perfectly polite about it. So Mm -hmm. um, love those people. Yeah. So when that was done, the parade was happening during that time. And we really wanted to meet Merida. Merida is not in her meet and greet during the parade, because of course, she's in the parade. So um, as the parade was ending, you all went and got in line for Merida and we're like third in line. I went over to the Cheshire Cafe and got a cattail and a slush um, for us to have a little snack. And then we got to meet Merida, which that is one of my favorite meet and greets. I love Merida so much. She's so great. Every time she's so great. Yeah. Um, the people, you know, cause like I said, we were about third in line and as we were going into her little section, the people who were first Merida was actually hiding behind the door. And as they walked in, she jumped out at them and scared them, which is just <laughs> like 
such a Merida thing to do. Yeah. Um, so I love that so much. So yeah, so we did that. And then um, we were able to ride uh, Seven Dwarves because it was back up. You guys were able to use the Anytime Fast Passes. Um, we You took Madison to go ride Big Thunder Mountain Railroad with one of our DVC Fast Passes. And then we um, had dinner at Be Our Guest. Right. Um, so this was, of course, you know, dinner. So this is table service instead of the quick service. We changed both girls into bell dresses before we went in there. So they got to be bell. It was so cute. <laughs> it was so adorable. But then they were both just at the end of their ropes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, this is day eight. So mm-hmm. they were exhausted. Eleanor pulled my hair at one point so loudly that I screamed in the middle of Be Our Guest. Mm-hmm. Um, Madison didn't want to eat any of her food. It was just, I mean, like, the, the food itself was good, um, but the kids were just, they were just tired. They were done. And again, for dinner, Be Our Guest is, is just a little overrated. Yeah, I would agree. So it was still a good experience. And being able to go meet the Beast with both of the girls in bell dresses was really cute. Mm-hmm. And he kind of danced with with them and kind of spun them around a little bit. It was really precious. So I am glad that we got to do that. So then we quickly met up with some friends who were um, happened to be visiting Disney at the same time as us. So we got to kind of say hey to them real quick, take a picture on Main Street. But we were like, our children are being monsters. So we need to get them back to the room. Yeah. So um, we headed back to the room and we got a lot of stuff packed up because that was our last night. And the next day was the day we were checking out. That's right. So our last day, the ninth, we did have breakfast in the room. We had some waffles, some yogurt. Like we had like a full breakfast, not just a little snack. Got all packed up, packed the car, um, and we headed to Disney Springs. We have um, some friends of ours, um, a family who their daughter used to go to school with our daughter. They ended up having to move to Florida. I did say having to move, not getting to move because you couldn't (laughs) pay me to live in Florida. But they met up with us at Disney Springs that day. So we all had um, kind of a brunch at Homecoming, um, which was really good. This was our first time eating there, and I really enjoyed it. Oh, yeah, it was really good. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about it, and um, I would definitely go back. And this was, because it was a Sunday morning, it was the brunch menu, um, but I thought it was really good. Yeah, I agree. After that, we headed to World of Disney, let the kids each pick out, you know, one more thing to buy before we went home. We went by Goofy's Candy uh, Company because we had a bunch of snack credits to use up. So we got a bunch of cookies and candy and whatever. And then we made one last stop at the Cookie Dough Food Truck, um, which was really good, but super, 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 super sweet. It was very sugary. Like I, I like sugary things. I like you know I like desserts, and I feel like I can only take a few bites, and I was done. <laughs> yeah. Yep. For sure. And then that was it. And both of the girls were exhausted, so we basically just carried them back to the car and got in the car and headed back and got back at midnight. Yeah, a long day of driving. Yeah, and then ten hours after we got home, Madison was diagnosed with the flu. So yeah, um, but I mean, she was, and she was clearly feeling bad on the drive home. Like we knew that she was getting sick. We just didn't know that it was the flu. Yeah, yep. She got a cough on the way home. She came in our room at three o'clock in the morning, saying her head hurt. So I gave her some Tylenol, and as I was putting her back into bed, realized that she had quite a fever. So anyway, um, so that was not a, not a great way to end the trip. And then you ended up catching it, and I've been fighting it off. But you know what? Um, 
worse things have happened and luckily we got our flu shots and everything. So it hasn't been too bad, but the trip as a whole was great. It was absolutely. So yeah, now that we've talked about all the individual days of the trip, just kind of holistically talking about the trip as a whole, would you say there's anything you learned this trip that made, that would make you do something different next time? Yeah. I learned that this trip was way too long. Oh yeah, I agree. You know, it's (laughs) funny because, you know, newbies going to Disney World, they always say like, give me all your tips so that I can do everything while I'm there. And I'm always like, okay, you can't do everything. It's not possible. You know, I like try to like lay it out for them and set their expectations. But for some reason in the back of my mind, I'm like, right, but I am like, maybe not an expert, but like a semi-expert. So like, I can make enough plans and if we stay for long enough and if my plans are good enough, we can do everything we want to do. I have (laughs) to get that out of my head because it is not possible. And by the ninth day of the trip, we were all just burnt out. And then we got back from the trip and even if we weren't sick, it would have just been too much, you know, like we would have still just been exhausted. So I think from now on, we're going to do a maximum of like six nights at Disney. Yeah, I think that's a good rule to have going forward. Yeah. Because it, it was a good trip, but I, th- I think all of us, that last day or two, we were all starting to feel drained. We were all, you know, we've been walking so much every day. Um, we we're all starting to get kind of homesick. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. All right. Well, that was kind of a tip for a first-timer, but is there any other tip you'd have for a first-timer based on this trip? Yeah, I would say pay really close attention to that third day wall. When you are looking mm. at making your plans, you've got your arrival day. You've got your first full day in the park. Your day after that, do not schedule anything after like two or three o'clock. I don't care if that is the only night you can get a reservation to whatever place you wanted. If you have kids, you absolutely have to pay attention to this. But even if you're an adult, at least be aware that you're going to get to the end of that day and you're going to feel way more tired than you did the other days. But if you have kids, just know that afternoon that third day, they are going to be monsters. They are just going to be done. They will have used up all of their energy. They will have used up all of their patience. Don't have anything scheduled. And you know what? If you end up getting to that afternoon and they're fine and they really want to just stay and they want to go ride this ride, totally go do it. Um, If you're able to get a last minute reservation at some place and everybody's totally up for it, just totally do it but don't have anything in your plans ahead of time. Leave it open so that if you all need to just go back to your room and lay in bed and watch a Disney movie, that you can. Mm -hmm. If you need to just order pizza because your children cannot be around other humans without shrieking, do it. You know, leave yourself that flexibility so that you don't have anywhere you have to be and you don't have, you know, specific things you have to be doing. Just leave yourself a lot of flexibility that third day. Yeah, for sure. All right. And then lastly, um, do we have a return trip in mind? We do. We are planning to go back. You know this, right? (laughs) I do. Yes. (laughs) This is the one I do the answer to. (laughs) So since we bought into DVC, we have points that um, we need to use. So we are planning to go back in December and uh, we are only going to do five nights this time. Yes. Uh, the aforementioned shorter trip. Yes. Yep. Um, since we just, you know, got to do a lot of stuff, this will let us do the holiday stuff. And we're not planning to visit Disney in 2021. So this will let us, you know, do things without having to wait two full years before we go back again. Yep. Should be perfect. 
Yeah, so that's it. So yeah, it was a good trip overall. I think we learned a lot. We had a lot of fun. There were some parts of it that were awful. Um, There were some parts of it that were frustrating. It was very exhausting as a whole, but I definitely came away from it with a lot of really good memories and just a lot of things that, you know, were just a lot of fun to do. I agree. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, hey, Mike, thank you for making the time to, you know, talk to me about this trip and coming on this show. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. We'll talk to you again in December. All right. See you then. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Big thanks to Mike for coming on the show this week and for being such a supportive Disney spouse. I am not always the easiest person to live with, especially with my Disney obsession, but he is pretty fantastic. That is it for this week. Be sure to check out the show notes to see links to some of the things that we talked about. And as always, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at mouseandbackpod. Please rate this podcast or leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the show, but most importantly, have an awesome week. Bye, everybody.